It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome into the Front Stretch. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing and congratulations to Brianna Mitchell, who I have got to get her interview video posted from. Uh, B- Buddy sent me that last week. I got to get that posted on the Front Stretch Facebook page. So hopefully that'll get posted uh, Tuesday morning or uh, Wednesday morning. But uh, Brianna was able to win the Slick Track Series Championship. And congratulations to her on picking that up. And what an appropriate time for that is, is this week we kind of honor all the great women in our lives and in the history that she was able to take that uh, championship. Um, is there going to be an asterisk by that one? Nope. She won it. Doesn't matter if the, the guy, the, the person that, that dominated earlier in the season got DQ'd. She won it. Okay. I can live with that. <laughs> That's the way I feel about that. That I can live with it. Yeah. And she's a quality driver. I mean, it's if she was somebody that kind of fell into it, eh, maybe, but I watched her race a couple of times, and and some of them bigwigs that that thought they were tough stuff didn't have much for Brianna. So congratulations to her on winning that. We'll get Brianna on the show. I want to extend an invite to her to the World of Wheels Car Show because we got a couple of more open slots that we could fit her in there, and we might as well get her on the show because she's won a championship, and we haven't got to talk about winning championships much in the last uh, couple of months. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was just going to suggest. We. Uh gonna get her on the show down there and is that the young lady that works there no she does not i believe she works i think she works out of town but i i, I can't remember we'll have to ask her when we get her on the show because i i just know there's a young lady that works there and i saw her click off some fast laps one time so i didn't know if that was the same gal or not trying to think who you might be talking about um uh kind of dirty blonde hair yeah tall slender yeah that we might be talking about the same girl, but I don't think Brianna still works there. She she worked okay. there several well, years ago. Maybe okay. she worked well, there a few years ago. And and that could be what I'm talking about too, because it's not like I'm over there all the time. But I was yeah. over there for one of the uh, oh the fundraiser deals. Um, the holiday horsepower drive. The race of champions. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I remember seeing her over there, and she went out, and took some laps, and was pretty quick. So might be like I said. And, you know, she'd grown up and started adulting or something, got a real life job and stuff like that. Maybe. God forbid. I'm about tired of it. Can I go back to teening? Oh, I'm telling you, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm on the backside of the adulting and it's getting more difficult than the front side ever you're, was. You're almost graduated past adulting and getting to old manning. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm on a fixed income. So I think technically <laughs> I'm past it, aren't I? Oh, you think you're old manning now? You think you qualify? Oh, hell, I've been old manning <laughs> since I was about 30. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's show. Turn number one, we're going to recap the results from Las Vegas. Guys, I'm not entirely sure if you heard who won, but we're going to talk about it coming up here in just a few moments. In turn number two, we're going to talk with Crawford County Speedway Sport Modified Track Champion Doug Smith. And then in turn number three, same track, Crawford County Speedway. And is this his second or third interview with us for a track championship? Well, like 17th, but if you're talking True. just this year. Yep. Uh, Number two, right? Second this year. Yeah, we were trying to schedule a third, but that didn't work out, so... Mike Nichols, driver of the number 63 stock car, will join us to recap his season at Crawford County Speedway. And then in turn number four, we'll get you set for today's race at Phoenix Raceway, kicking off at 2.30 today. 
on Fox, MRN, and Sirius XM. So we'll talk more about that coming up in turn number four. In the meantime, turn number one, let's talk a little news and notes before we get into the results from La- Las Vegas. Uh, I-80 Speedway, finally. Man, I was getting a little nervous. I don't know if you heard it in my voice last year or last week. Yeah, you were. Uh, you thought you lost your part-time job or something. I wasn't sure what you were nervous about. Uh, well, I, it, it was a little odd that it was getting that late in the year, and I was starting to get pretty paranoid that something was going on and Dan wasn't privy to it. But the schedule finally came out. Everything's going to kick off with the annual spring meltdown featuring the Nebraska 360 Sprint Cars, the Malvern Bank Super Late Models, and Sport Modifieds on Friday, April 2nd. They'll come back Saturday, April 3rd for 360 Sprint Cars, Malvern Bank Super Late Models, and this time the Modifieds are going to join the bill We're going to try to get Joe Kaziski on the show over the next couple of weeks to talk more about this schedule, but there's a couple of races that, uh, uh, go ahead. Are you on the the funny bone too, or what? I could be. I think I'm funny. You're you're being a comedian, so I just figured, you know, you might want to try the funny bone too. What are you talking about? (laughs) I try to get Joe on the show. Come on. (laughs) We might get him on by July if we're starting now. I know. I I was hoping, you know, normally we have this all wrapped up around January when he's a little more free, but you know, we're going to try to get Joe on the show, but I know he's been running about a thousand miles an hour for the last couple of weeks, trying to get this thing uh, put together. And and before we know it, we're going to be racing. The first race out at I-80 Speedway is the rented race by the Nebraska Dirt Crown. That's going to feature those four classes, Friday, March 26th, and then I-80 schedule the specials April 2nd and 3rd for the spring meltdown, Buggy to Bash on the 9th. There's a Tuesday tickler in the MLRA series returns to I-80 Speedway on April 13th. That's a Tuesday night. The MLRA series hasn't been to I-80 Speedway for, I want to say, three or four years, maybe only three. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, for sure the last time they had their own sanctioned race there they were always part of the alphabet soup race and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so good to see the mlre series getting their uh, races back at ie speed once again that's going to be a tuesday april 13th mostly after that you're looking at nascar weekly racing action the charlie clark memorial have you heard that's my favorite race we have the ultimate demo derby coming up again june 26th and then the (laughs) silver dollar nationals i wanted to talk about this because just when you think I-80 Speedway, the Kaziskis, as James Essex would say, the the powerhouse that the Kaziskis built uh, added even more money to the Silver Dollar Nationals weekend. Now, we'll have to get more clarification from this from Joe, but everything kicks off Tuesday, July 20th for a four-day race weekend. Scratch that five-day race weekend with the I-80 Nationals presented by Al Belt Custom Homes. That's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday featuring Lucas Oil late models, Plus stock cars, Bragg and Wright late models of various mix throughout the week. 7,000 to win preliminary qualifying races on Tuesday night. The, the amount of money they have poured into this purse has eclipsed even the 10-year anniversary that they were they were hoping to be the biggest one yet. Okay, now let's go back to the very beginning of that whole thing right there. It is not the powerhouse that Kaziski's built. It's the house of power. Sorry, thank you. I had a feeling that Anthony Ainsley was going to call in and correct me, but you got it. (laughs) I got you there. I I thought there was something to do with the the house, the power that Kaziski's built, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the house of power, and uh, and our buddy Psycho Billy calls it the speed plant. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Then uh, Friday the 23rd, Saturday the 24th, the Imperial Tile Silver Dollar Nationals kick off featuring the Lucas Oil Late Models. So it's going to be a full five days of the Lucas Oil Late Models with various classes supporting them. 
It just says plus modifieds for Friday and Saturday. I'm not sure if that's USMTS modifieds, which it has been for the last, uh, I think, 10 straight years. years or so. Yeah, uh, but it just says modifieds. That might be IMCA only. It might be USMTS modifieds, and they just didn't add it to the page, so we'll have to wait and see. The other big dates, August 27th, we talked about this. The NOS Energy Drink World of Outlaw Sprint Cars make their second in a row year return to i80 speedway and then the let's see we have the dirt track bank go 50 now this was typically on the wednesday or thursday of the silver dollar nationals weekend but it has been moved to wednesday september 15th and it will feature a second appearance of the lucas oil late models now remember back in history when the dirt track bank go 50 was created it was a late may race mid-May race that got rained out both years. So both years, they rescheduled it to kick off the Silver Dollar Nationals. It worked out great. Now they're going to separate it, try to make it its own deal, and it's going to be April, uh, sorry, September 15th. Quite a few 360 sprint car races mixed in there. I believe they have six of those along with, of course, the Malvern Bank Super Late Model Series and various races. The Malvern Bank West and Hoker Trucking East Series are going to have their championships as well as the 360 Sprint Car Championship is going to be on October 1st and 2nd as a part of a weekend to uh, to close out both of those series. And then the schedule ends Friday, October 8th and Saturday, October 9th for the annual Cornhusker Classic. And I said it again. I wasn't going to recap this. I was going to let Joe do it. And there I went and did it. Yeah, and I, I was going to say I did see uh, just today, as a matter of fact, that uh, AA had reposted uh, for the SLMR guys um, uh, revamp schedule. And that probably had something to do with that extra stuff being put in there around the silver dollars or something, my guess. I I didn't really look at, at the schedule to see what had been changed, but well, he said I the could, new one's out. Yeah, and I would assume, because it doesn't look like the Malvern Bank or Hoker Trucking Series is scheduled to be at the Silver Dollar Nationals weekend. Looks like it's going to be stock cars on Tuesday for a Don Moore tribute race. Wednesday and Thursday are going to feature Bragg and Wright late models. Friday and Saturday are going to feature modifieds. But to Dirk's point, I think what you might have been trying to say there, and, and I just missed it, was that he opened up those weekends so that those drivers could come and race at the Silver Dollar Nationals. That could be it. You know, IED ski, uh, schedule came out so late, and the SLMR schedule has been out for a while. Yeah. So, you know, there's there obviously something coinciding between the two that made the schedule change. And, you know, like I said, AA had just put that out on Facebook today. So the I-80 Speedway schedule is available on our Facebook page as well as their Facebook page. Uh, get it, mark your calendars, get out there today and uh, or get ready because the, uh, the the season will kick off pretty quickly and it's going to be hot and heavy throughout the year as, uh, as we have talked about is pretty traditional for I-80 Speedway. Shifting gears just a little bit up to NASCAR. Dirk, you're going to be surprised by this, but Carl Edwards is being considered for U.S. Senate once again. Let's see, Monday morning, U.S. US Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri announced that he would not be seeking re-election in 2022. And according to insiders, one of the candidates that keeps popping up as a possible replacement and a good candidate to take over that seat is none other than Carl Edwards. We know that that's not true because Carl's going to come back to racing soon, right? Well, I, I know that I am actually wearing my Carl Edwards shirt as we speak. But uh, <laughs> I would be surprised if the Republican Party puts him into that race with no political background. It's not like he's been a state senator for a couple of years or even the mayor. 
mm-hmm. you know, or anything like that. To go from race car driver to farmer was a big change. And to go from farmer to the Senate would be a, a huge step. And Carl's a smart guy. Don't get me wrong. I think he could probably handle it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see, you know, the party trying to do that. In my opinion, that's all I mean, that is. You never know, because it, it could be that his celebrityism helps. I mean, obviously, we just got done having a president that was a massive celebrity before he was elected president. And we've had several in the past. I'm thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger, who did pretty well in California for, for being a celebrity and then and switching over to being the governor. Uh, so, you know, you never know what happens. Maybe an outsider is is what's needed. And like you said, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's, he's smart enough, I think, to handle the job. I just, you know, at, at that level... Um, you know, he hasn't, he wasn't near at the celebrity level that Donald Trump was. Right. Correct. Correct. You know, I, I, I mean, would say he's a huge celebrity to the NASCAR fans, but that's a dwindling base and not nearly and, enough and, to get you elected. Well, to get him elected in the state of Missouri, possibly, you know, he's a pretty big guy in the state of Missouri. That's true. You we'll know. have to see what happens. He hasn't right. said whether or not he's interested in the job yet, but uh, his his name is being floated around as, as potential candidate. You know, I mean, it's kind of like my name's being floated around as the champion of the fantasy league in racing because I finally picked the damn winner. You know, <laughs> it's a little early, but I finally picked the winner. Hey, so. two weeks in a row, I haven't screwed up the pick. So I'm I'm just, I'm counting my lucky stars. We <laughs> talked about this last week and there is an update, but fans need to hurry because your chance to get your vote in ends tonight here it is we talked about bush beer was giving fans a chance to name the nascar cup race at kansas speedway well bush beer has tweeted out that they've brought it down to four finalists and they need your help to decide the final name for the nascar cup race at kansas speedway on may 2nd you need to go to twitter find bush beer and reply using the hashtag bush contest and the one with the most votes is going to count you ready for these Dirk? These are great. I love this. Well, right. I, I'm not a Twitter guy, so I didn't get in the contest, but I had the winner. But go ahead. Tell me these All four. Right. The four finalists are the Bush Latte 400. I like that one. I think that's that's clever. The For the Farmers 400. All right. Obviously, you're tugging at my heartstrings there. Well, no, that's because this whole thing's a fundraiser for the farmers. Yes. Well, but you're talking at my heartstrings because I'm a former farmer. Uh, farmer? Yeah. I don't farm anymore. Oh. I garden now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I don't consider what my dad does and what I do anything in the same spectrum. <laughs> the only thing different is you don't have a tractor to blow up or tip over or anything. That's, that's true. The only thing that's true. Number three, the Nectar of the Cobbs 400. <laughs> now, that one's pretty catchy. Yeah. Here we go. Bushy McBusher race 400. <laughs> nah, I'm out on that one. I mean, it's, I hope it doesn't get it, but it would be kind of fun to hear Mike Joy saying Bushy McBush race 400. Oh, how many times during the race would he screw that up? <laughs> I know. So and, once and again, how many times would Boyer purposely screw it up? Oh, Boyer would have so much fun with that. You got to imagine they're going to have beer in the broadcast booth, right? Oh, I mean, a, is. a race sponsored by Bush. I mean, come on. That's... Boyer's going to be wearing one of them construction hats with the two cup holders, except his will have about <laughs> six. Yeah. So the Bush Latte 400, <laughs> the For the Farmers 400, the Nectar of the Cobbs 400, or the Bushy McBush Race 400. Once again, Voting for that ends Tuesday night, March 9th. That is the day that we release our uh, podcast. So your chance to vote on your favorite one is at Bush Beer on Twitter. 
vote uh, reply with your favorite using the hashtag Bush contest. The winner is going to get announced on Wednesday, March 10th. Now, see, my pick, my entry was going to be the man in plaid 400. The man in plaid 400? Yeah, that dude's always got the the plaid shirt on that does all the Bush commercials, kind of lumberjack. The Bush. Remember, he was there. Yeah. He was there in 19. He's got to be there again, right? Oh, he will be, yeah. 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 Damn it, we got to get there. I want to meet that guy. Yeah. I, well, we can get there, but I doubt we're going to meet anybody. That's true. Well, That's but true. he will come in. If he's there, I'm sure he'll come in and into the media center and uh, do a little interview time. Yeah. But- from what I've heard, that's the only place media has been getting to go at these racetracks is uh, into the media center. Yeah, we don't so. get to go into the garages or up into the uh, into the area. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I just, I just talked to one that was at Daytona from Texas, and he told me that they got to go to the media center and hang out, and then they got to go into the fan zone. And down at Daytona, the fan zone is different because it goes up on top of the garages and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. You know, they could spit on the drivers and stuff like that. But yeah, we don't worry about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's not be spitting on drivers. <laughs> there's a couple of them I wouldn't mind spitting on, but I'm not going to do it. That'd be terrible. If I got a kidney, there's a couple of them I'm going to piss on. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <He says. laughs> you know what? I don't have to edit that out anymore because we're a podcast. We can say things like that nowadays. Yeah, well, that's funny though. Anyway, but it's it's a fact. If I got a kidney by then, yeah, I'm hey, going it. Back to more local news. I'm thumbing through my race pass, looking at some of the news articles. Park Jefferson released their 2021 race schedule. Looks like it's going to kick off with a test in tune April 8th, and then they're going to have South Dakota Sprint Car Nationals featuring USMTS. Tri-State late models, modifieds, and stock cars on Friday, April 9th. That's Park Jefferson in uh, South Dakota. So uh, good news for them getting their 2021 race schedule out. You can find more about that on my race pass. Jack Dover owns that place, kind of like he owns I-80, by the way. And I'm not seeing much other than, you know, the guys at QuickTime are going to cover a lot of the sprint car news that I'm seeing on my race pass. So uh, we'll let them handle that stuff. They're the pros at the sprint car stuff. We'll just dabble in it a little bit. Let's uh, hey, I got a, go ahead. I got a quick question for you. Yep. With Tony Stewart and Ray Everham's new series. Was, was that, is that the SRX series? Is that yep. what that was going to be called? Okay. Yep. And wasn't that supposed to be on uh, six dirt races? Because Kenny Schrader posted late this afternoon on his Facebook page that he was a shakedown driver for the first test of their car. Yeah. So he's got that, I don't know, half Toyota super look, super looking, half late model looking thing. But it looked like the tires they had on it were asphalt tires. But I think the track they were at is a dirt track. So I was kind of confused by anything. The shakedown was being done at Carolina Speedway, but I'm pretty sure that's a dirt track. But the car, it looked like, and and maybe it hadn't been on the track yet. And maybe the tires there were, that were sitting there were just the roll around tires for the shop. I I, I said, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I just read about a paragraph of the article and Schrader said the car was really fast off the trailer, a lot of fun to drive. And uh, they were just going to be doing a whole bunch of tweaks and stuff all day on it so i'm scrolling through trying to find an official schedule for them looks like i'm only seeing six races on the schedule so far stanford on june 12th knoxville raceway on june 19th eldora speedway on june 26th lucas oil speedway on july 7th slinger on july 10th and nashville on july 17th you said slinger slinger yeah sl unless i uh 
Unless I well, no, that's a track in Wisconsin. I yeah, just, Slinger Speedway. Again, I I'm 99.9 percent sure that that is an asphalt track because that's where that's like Matt Kenseth's home track. Well, isn't Na- Nashville Fairgrounds is one is a uh, is asphalt also, right? Well, if it's going to be the fairgrounds where like they used to run the All American 400, the big speedway that the cup's going to run on for the first time this year has a dirt track at its complex, you know, kind of like Charlotte does and Bristol does and Texas does because I've been to that complex. So, but I don't know if they call that the new fairground speedway or what, but the actual original fairgrounds that they've been racing on for 50 years or so um that's an asphalt track a lot like martinsville so yeah it looks like uh that's going to be the six races so far well maybe they're running an asphalt and dirt yeah could be running a mixture i guess i just thought it was all dirt but i was hoping it was all dirt too <laughs> looks like the confirmed drivers as of december obviously tony stewart's going to be there tony canon an indycar driver paul tracy indycar driver bobby labonte boy i said that weird bobby labonte a nascar driver helio castroneves an indycar driver willie ribs is a multi-series driver mark weber Wait. f1 bill elliott and ernie france jr a multi-series driver willie he ribs did a lot of IndyCar stuff. He actually drove the car Bill Cosby owned, but I met him. He oh spent God, a couple of years jokes. in the truck series. I don't know if he ever went any higher in NASCAR, if he ever got into, uh, you know, now, now the Xfinity series and the Bush series, but I, I don't think so. I know he ran, I believe it was a truck for Richard Petty. I'm thinking Willie T. Ribs had built like a linebacker. He what? is one stocky stout dude. What a great name. And uh, I, uh, I would love to have the name Willie T. Ribs. He was, he was going to be the next Bubba Wallace. I mean, Willie T. Ribs, you can't be a thin guy when you got the name Willie T. Ribs. Oh, dude, he is a linebacker. This dude <laughs> is and, I've, I've never believed in the fat gene, but when your name is Willie T. Ribs, you might be as close to that as it gets. Yeah, he uh, African-American dude. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was touted. He came over to the trucks after Indy cars and whatnot. You know, and before Bill Lester came in, and speaking of Bill Lester, who has recently written a book, super nice guy, uh, he just missed his window in NASCAR, basically. He was getting into NASCAR at 40, Wow, you know, way too late type, yeah. or, or late 30s, I should say. But he is actually back in a truck at the Truck Series upcoming race at Atlanta. And I don't think he's been in anything in NASCAR for at least 10 years. Wow, He's got some deal set up with Ford and is going to be running. Uh, I follow him on Facebook. Like I said, I, I know him. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be in a, in a truck. And and like he said, he goes, he's, he's very concerned because they don't practice anymore. Right. You know, and he goes, this is going to be the biggest challenge in my racing life. So, you know, it'll be interesting to watch him. And hopefully, hopefully they don't end up with like 42 entries because somebody wants to raise him. And then, you know, maybe he doesn't even get to race because they rain out. Well, they didn't practice anymore. So if they had 42 races, he probably wouldn't even get to race because they don't qualify. Right. You know, so Mm. hopefully it works out. I'd like to see it. Let's talk about the race Sunday at Las Vegas. Dirk, I thought this was an incredibly entertaining race. We had one part there right around stage, the end of stage two, that got a little strung out. But other than that, holy cow, was that an exciting race? Yeah, there was a lot of race. And and at the end, they got strung out, let's face it, the last 30 laps. But unlike Fox, normally 
they actually did a very good job at splitting the screen yeah. and showing eighth, ninth, and tenth, and then your leader with a three-second lead, you know, on the other half of the screen. But they showed a lot of racing. They did a very good job with the split screen. As, Looking you know, back it, in the field and seeing some of the action as you're still keeping an eye on the leaders. Yeah, yeah. And they just, you know, they normally don't do that. They'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then they'll flash over and you'll see two and a half seconds of that. And then they're back on the leader driving around in the middle of nowhere all by himself. But uh, a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, the uh, Chase Elliott spinning all by himself. Yeah, because I, I thought that was so funny when when Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer were arguing over who was going to say it. They were showing the replay and they both thought that was it Eric Amarola. They thought Eric Amarola got into him or somebody got into him. And then sure enough. He just spun on his own. The car just got loose. He was totally on his own. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of cautions, couple cut tires. I mean, Harvick stayed on the track with a cut tire. Harvick got lucky because that caution came out and he his tire finally went down. Right. Well, it finally went completely down. It was, yeah. it was coming apart. Yeah. So he got lucky. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of the back markers did a good job. They, you know, there wasn't, you know, the normal guys bouncing off the wall in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to think who was the first guy out in the race um would have been uh, eric amarola because it was in the third stage they still had all all the cars on the track at the end of the second stage yeah eric amarola was the first one to retire only completed 178 laps okay and then the second stage ended 160 so yeah that would have been eric amarola bad and, deal uh, between him and uh um who did he make contact with i was thinking it was ryan blaney but blaney was right there at the end couldn't have been him yeah no it wasn't blaney was it Corey lajoy because Corey LaJoy retired 10 laps after him. Yeah, it might have been Corey LaJoy then. Uh, trying to think. The only thing, there's only two things that keep popping up in my head as I'm thinking of this race. The one was Elliott, and the other one was uh, Matt DiBenedetto running 90 miles on, or 90 laps on his left front tire <laughs> at the end of the race. You know, yeah, he like had he an said, issue. And, you know, I was thinking about that today or as I was watching that race and, and some of those guys were firing their pit stops. So I was like, you know, we haven't heard about these issue with the pit guns for a while because it, 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 the fans remember NASCAR went from allowing the teams to develop their own pit guns because they're pouring so much money into it. And then NASCAR said, nope, we're going to supply the pit guns. Everyone's going to have the same ones. For the first couple of races, they did that. There was issues with the pit guns and everyone was complaining, but then it kind of calmed down. And as I thought about that, it popped up again. Yeah. And then because uh, they also had an issue in the Xfinity race on Saturday with a pit gun. I don't remember who it was, but the back, the rear tire changer, they had the tire off and the new tire on when he was having his problems and the rear tire changer just jumped in there and did it. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto's tire hadn't even come off yet. They got the outside tires done. They came around and, and got next to the wall and he couldn't get the tire off. And I watched the the tire hanger was holding the tire and the next thing you know they dropped dropped the jack and the guy was gone and matt was gone and i was like i hope he didn't take the lug nuts loose on that tire that was <laughs> crazy yeah he pulled off kind of slow and then he took off and he talked about it on his facebook page and he said the s-h-i-t word on facebook uh oh and uh you know he said something like uh you know we had a very fast car and didn't get <laughs> to show for it might have been his quote to be honest with you yeah he apologized uh, i believe on monday monday morning well, for his no, language. he apologized about an hour <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so his pr guy took an hour to get a hold of him and get him to apologize <laughs> or his wife yeah you know somebody somebody saw it right away and made him come back said sorry about the ran earlier just a lot of frustration you know and mm -hmm. uh he ended up finishing 16th but he had dropped back to like 25th and he was coming through the field with that you know worn out left front tire i do believe he wouldn't have lost near as much ground if he would just gone ahead and changed the tire 
switch yeah. the guns, grab the back tire changer, throw the front guy the gun and switch the tire. I think he'd have been much better off in the long run. Yeah, but, that might have been on the jack man because, you know, Matt's told that car drops, you go. You don't wait for word oh, yeah. of anybody, any signal. That car drops, you go. And that might exactly. have been the jack man's mistake. So well, who knows no, what happened there? No, somebody somebody tells the jack man, this little guy called the crew chief up top. You know, he's going, everything's a go, everything's a go, drop it, you know. And he's telling them. So when there was the problem on the front, the jack man was aware of it. He got told to drop the car. Mm. You know, he, he didn't make that decision on his own. I'll guarantee yeah. you that. But, All right, let's uh, re- recap the race. I, I was very, very, very happy with the competitiveness of this race. I, I thought, I can't remember who said it, if it was Jeff or Clint, but maybe it was even Mike Joy. I don't know. I'll give one of all three of them credit because they actually said something that I felt was smart. We ta- It was about that time of the second stage said that m- these guys are having a tough time breaking away, but once they're able to, it seems like that leader is back in that clean air. And it kind of made me feel like maybe some of the changes NASCAR has made made to those cars to get rid of that clean air advantage is working because the race we saw at Las Vegas, I mean, it, literally it was a three, four car battle for 10 or 15 laps after the drop of the green flag before like um, Kyle Larson's car took a little while to come in. So if he restarted leader or second, third, he dropped back to fifth or sixth before he's able to start getting that car going again and then start knocking cars off. Yeah, he had a long run car. The Penske cars, uh, three out of the four Penske cars anyway, let's just say the 12, the two and the 22 were all short run cars that hung on pretty good. You saw a lot of the restarts. Brad would just take off. Mm-hmm. and Joey was there. There was that one part in the second stage on one of the restarts, and I don't remember which one, but Brad was on the inside. I'm trying to remember who was out front. Might have been Chase Elliott, but Brad was on the inside. Larson was in the middle, and Lagana was on the outside. They went three laps in a row at Las Vegas three wide. Yeah. I don't mean nose to tail. They were three wide. They were side by side like at Talladega. It was nuts. That's just crazy. Did you see that one clip that when Brad came off the corner, corner exit, I don't remember if it was two or four. It was probably two. It had to be two now that I think about it. Brad came off corner exit on the high side. The car on the low side slid up and blocked him. So he dove down to the inside and you could actually see where his back tires were sliding. Oh, yeah. You could actually see the rubber, the black marks on the surface. I have never seen that coming off of a corner unless they're in an actual absolute spin. But Brad kept that car completely straight. But it was just the back end was just a little squirrely. And I mean, the the driving was just amazing. I mean, you really could have said you wouldn't be surprised if I said Kyle Larson, Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch were your race winners oh no and and they also made a comment i haven't looked at the actual results or not but they made a comment um i don't remember if it was gordon or boyer that talked about the number of race leaders yeah but they were like they they had almost as many race leaders as like daytona does where daytona half the lap she got four or five different leaders in you know just one lap and they always end up with like 20 leaders but i think they had a whole bunch of leaders yesterday I think it was after stage two, they had more lead changes than they had at Daytona at the end of stage two. Okay. And maybe that's what they were getting at. All I I know is they, have you played Boyer's pick six thing? No. Stage two pick six. Okay. Well, one of the, you should, because I don't do very good at it, but you know, you you throw darts blind. Maybe you'll have better luck than I do. And uh, um, one of the questions was who will, lead the most laps by the end of stage two well chase elliott's looks so good in the first stage and you can go all the way up to the end of the first stage to enter this thing and so i i put uh chase elliott down and he got back to the lead in stage two 
the end of stage two, you've got 160 laps of racing time. Chase Elliott led the most laps with 22. Jesus. 22. Eventually, eventually, Kyle Larson was your lap leader, 103 laps led of 267. Denny Hamlin was second with 47. Looks like Kozlowski was second, was third with 27. Then you got Byron with 25, Elliott with 22, Daniel Suarez led for 12 laps. I mean, it, yeah, it was it was all over the board, and it, but but that that just goes to show you that was a great race, and it was great to see a sellout crowd with uh, seating limitations. That 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 track was well well attended for the amount of tickets they could sell. Yeah, I'm going to take a guess by what I saw from the stands. I'm going to take a guess they got to sell twenty to twenty five thousand tickets. I think that's probably right. All you right, know, we're getting a little. A lot of Go ahead. Say it again. Say they had a lot of room between the people. Now, mm-hmm. it looked like they had families sitting together because they'd show some pictures of a mom and dad and yep. two kids. You know, they're in the same household in the same car. They can sit next to each other and ain't that big a deal. Yep. But uh, that would be my guess for attendance. And unfortunately, the last couple of years, there probably wouldn't have been a lot more people than that at the race. I agree. We're getting a little long in turn one, so let's wrap it up real quick. Kyle Larson ends up being your winner. What a great win for that that driver, that guy, that organization, that operation, everything. Great win for Kyle in the five car. Brad Kozlowski brings it up second. Kyle Busch third. Denny Hamlin fourth. Ryan Blaney fifth. Truex, Bell, Byron, Logano, and Jones round out your uh, top 10. Hey, by the way, good run for Eric Jones in the 43 car. Nice top 10 finish. Bad yeah, days. Kind of I was just going to say, it's, it's kind of neat what, what Petty can do with a good driver, but I figured you can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's time will tell because Eric Amarillo really couldn't do anything with that car, and he's done much better with the 10 at, at Stuart Haas Racing. Now, uh, but Jones, started, him, I, Jones started like 29. He was clearing the back. Yeah. Speaking of Eric Amarola, he was the worst on the day, finished 38th. Uh, He was involved in an accident early, made repairs, but not able to get that car to completely uh, come to him. And he ends up finishing uh, after 178 laps. I think the big surprise of the day is Kevin Harvick. Everyone was surprised that the guy who started on the pole. Now, keep in mind, when you think of the guy starting on the pole for most NASCAR races, you're thinking he was the fastest in qualifying. Kevin Harvick got the pole because of the qualifying matrix that they have. So it wasn't that he was the fastest at Las Vegas. It was because he was the best after last weekend's race at Homestead. Their points. On their Yeah, on their matrix system. But he dropped like a rock and ended up finishing a lap down. And that's really kind of concerning that Stuart Haas Racing has their top tier driver finish in 20th, a lap down and never showed anything all day. Yeah, he had one little run where he got, he was shuffled to the back and they did some tweaking. And so he came out, I want to say it was on a restart. He was like 24. So when you're restarting 24th, there's cars in there that you should be passing. Mm-hmm. And he did, he got five or six cars in two or three laps and then, you know. Yeah. He got uh, 16th or 17th or whatever over the course of the, the whole run. And that's just where he stayed all day, 17th to 20th. That's where 90% of his laps to run. And I mean, I mean, made the comment to you, you know, on a text that, you know, what is up with Harvick? Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to miss it every once in a while, but that's, that's not missing it. Missing it is. Tenth. Yeah. 
especially yeah. for an operation like Stuart Haas Racing and a driver like Kevin Harvick. Well, they yeah. were so fast. They were so fast last year that him and Hamlin were like the only two that had it figured out with no practice. Yeah. You know, and uh, he didn't have a bad track last year. He had a couple bad results. Like I think it was Michigan where he hit the wall by himself and stuff like that. But yeah, he, he looked absolutely terrible. You know? Well, let's talk about Kyle Larson real quick. What a great win from him. You know, how many times has this guy been so close to getting a win, had such a great car, but just get snookered in the end and uh, you know i think everyone figured he had the talent now he's got the car in the operation to start knocking off these wins do you feel like he has jumped into a category where he may get four to five wins this season no what i think too that, early to tell well this is his first win ever on a mile and a half track yeah he's so nine straight that. second place finishes well, not nine straight, but nine second place finishes on mile yeah. and a half tracks. And, uh, you know, I saw a meme today on Facebook that had Jimmy Johnson talking to him. And, you know, oh, man, you know, I couldn't win with that crew chief and that crew. You know, good luck to you, Kyle. You know, and, <laughs> and they show Kyle's wife slamming a beer and Kyle's going, here, baby, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, he, he looked real good. Um, like I said, his car was really good in the long run. You're going to see, he's going to have that same type of setup when they come to Kansas in, a, in a, what, eight weeks or whatever, something like that. Yep. yep. And uh, he's going he's gonna to be there for the longer runs. And it, it worked out great for him. I mean, Byron was stout yesterday, you know, um, oh, the 48 car now. Alex Bowman, Bowman had a solid ride. Looks like he just had uh, issues late in the race, but he finished fifth in stage one, sixth in stage two. Right. Yeah, he had he had some he got uh I think he had a pit road. I don't I don't think he had a penalty, but I think he had uh uh yeah. something happened on pit road. I don't remember what. Did he get blocked in or that was that Chase Elliott that got blocked in on his pits? I think it was Elliott that got blocked in on his pit stop yeah. from I think Anthony Alfredo pitted, pitted in front of him. Yeah, well, no, um, I thought it was Michael McDowell pitted in front of him because I thought that's who the very first pit stop they showed. He got uh, caught up inside and he actually had to put it in reverse and back out. So that uh, good. Either way. Great win for Larson. He has now punched his ticket into the playoffs. We now have four different drivers, no repeat winners so far. And I expect that trend to probably continue over the next couple of weeks. Looking back at the Pickums contest presented by Rick Haven Ridge of Wealth Partners, I took Truex. And man, when him, Hamlin, and Kislowski were going back and forth, I'm thinking this is it. This is when this is when Truex wrecks and, and my curse continues. But they were able to stay clean. And, uh, and despite the fact that Truex and Hamlin, not, not great teammates. Uh, it, it, I love the conversation with Mike Joy. Uh, uh, the the commentators had about the definition of a teammate in NASCAR these days is pretty loose. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you saw Keselowski and Logano get together on the last lap at Daytona, you know, yeah. the word teammate doesn't enter in there very often anymore. Yeah. These guys' egos are just so big. Yeah, well, and 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 they're like, I think Brad Keselowski said it best. Uh, I am paid to win races, and I'm going to yep. do everything I can do to win races. And if you don't like it, you don't understand how I'm supposed to be doing this. That you right there, I think. I yeah, that mentality I think is echoed throughout the entire field. Outside of the racetrack, the rate, the green flag. I think these guys help each other as much as they 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 feel comfortable to, or or they can. But when it comes to the green flag racing and going out there and, and picking up an extra spot, there's no team orders. There's no let that guy win because this will happen to that. It, it I I think all that stuff is of the past, and it now it's Truex. I think Truex was pretty close to wrecking Denny Hamlin for a little bit there. Yeah, and speaking of. Somebody wrecking somebody. Did you catch any of the Xfinity race? No, I didn't. Um, Austin 
Cedric drove over or through um, back to front. I believe it was Brandon Jones yeah. on the front straightaway and spun him between the start finish line and turn one. And he drilled him pretty good. And they had Almirola and Kurt Busch in the booth again on Saturday. And uh, they were kind of going back and forth with it a little bit. He goes, yeah, that wasn't just your friendly nudge. You know? <laughs> and uh, oh, I mean, that guy, I mean, it's, to me, that's the Penske mentality. You know, you look at Logano and, and Keselowski, they don't take any prisoners. And yeah. neither does this guy. You know, yep. when he drove through uh, A.J. Allmendinger at the road course at Daytona, everybody, that's oh, A.J.'s fault. No, it wasn't. They were 100, 100 feet or 100 yards from the finish line, and we're going to finish one, two, and Cedric just spun him out. Yeah. You know, it, that guy is just, oh, somebody's going to dump him real bad when he comes up next year. It's There's <laughs> comeuppance. There's comeuppance. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I 100% believe in that. There is karma. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for us in turn number one. Doug Smith, Crawford County Speedway track champion for your sport modifieds, joins us in tour, turn number two. Mike He's Nichols. my new favorite. What's that? Doug Smith is my new favorite. Is he? Yeah, he gave us T-shirts. He's given us T-shirts? <laughs> I've worn mine three <laughs> times already. Mike I haven't Nichols, got mine out of the bag yet. Mike Nichols, stock car track champion at Crawford County Speedway, will join us in turn number three. And turn number four, we'll get you set. This weekend, we're going to be at the World of Wheels Car Show. We'll also get you set for this weekend's race at Phoenix. Hang tight. We'll be right back. So whether you like us or not, come say hi. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Believe it, Omaha! America's greatest hot rod show is back in Nebraska. The O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels. Mask up and join us March 12th through 14th at the CHI Health Center. See the country's coolest hot rods, trucks, and muscle cars. Saturday, meet the Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Sunday, it's custom car builder Dave Kendi. World of Wheels. This weekend at the CHI Health Center. Wider aisles, hand sanitizing stations, and thorough cleaning protocols for a safe hot rod experience. Discount tickets at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Part of the Summit Racing Equipment Show Car Series. See worldofwheels.com for more info. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 